Hey, I am Peter and welcome to What's On Your Mind. This time I give you Mark Fraser Grant. He is a beautiful soul living in South Africa. What I really like about Mark is that he underwent a complete transformation. In his young age he was quite rebellious and even dangerous as he called it. And now he is really a warm soul, compassionate, loving soul. We immediately talk about unconditional love. We talk also about creative consciousness where he is a coach in together with Natalie Williams. And this is also, these two people have been referred to me by Ellen Vreke, which you can find a conversation already online on psgrow.com. Enjoy this conversation with Mark Fraser Grant. Bye-bye. Welcome to What's On Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story, and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. Hi, Mark. Good evening. Good evening, Peter. How are you? I'm very happy to be talking to you. It's uh, it's an amazing, one of the benefits of Zoom. Although sometimes, let me be honest, I get Zoomed out by too much Zoom. But what I like about it is that I get to talk to people across the world, you know. Yeah, that's true. And I, I don't even know exactly where you are in Belgium. Where are you? I'm uh, close to Ghent. Oh, okay. Okay. I've, so, I've heard uh, about Ghent. I've heard Ghent, even the people of Ghent would say it is comparable with Antwerp, or maybe even better, but don't tell the people of Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, mm. <laughs> no. mm. Mm. Let's say they both have their, uh, their unique characteristics. characteristics. Mm? <laughs> yeah? I, lo I love your diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normally, I'm quite, normally I'm quite direct, but yeah, yeah. I mean, um, now I we're going to immediately go very deep. I mean, yes. um, what is unconditional love for you? Oh, wow! What a question to to start off with. Yeah, a I know. Brave question, a brave question. I, I I like it, and and it's a challenging question actually. Um. Because if you think of the word unconditional, mm -hmm. it, it means unconditional, right? So um, my experience of life is life is very conditional, mm -hmm. actually. It has many conditions. So aiming for unconditional love on some level is very idealistic, maybe even unrealistic. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't attempt to understand it. We shouldn't attempt to, to see what gifts it might have for us, unconditional love. That means, that, you know, you have to look at, um, can you have love in your heart for the most controversial figure? Mm, top of mind, you know, I think of someone like Hitler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, can, is that lovable? You know, if we're going to talk about unconditional, you know, people that hurt, people that uh, murder, people that do terrible things, can we, as a human race, can we find love and understanding for people who do the most horrific things? Yeah. You know, and this is a, it's a profound question, but I believe that what lies in the question is an ultimate healing of humanity itself. Yeah, correct. 
And do you believe? That's what I believe. And do you believe we are born with unconditional love? Um, yes. And so and the society. That... Yes. Yes. Go on. Oh yeah, I think maybe we're going to say a similar thing. I have a feeling uh, society, in a way, trains us away from unconditional love. You know, um, you know, take a baby. A baby is full of unconditional expression. It doesn't uh, qualify its actions. It doesn't say, <clears throat> if I scream now, uh, maybe I won't get love. So let me not bother. Let me not bother mummy now. You know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. go. Yeah, and it experiences then in that for, for a short period of time, it does experience unconditional love. And then suddenly that stops, right? It's like, no, 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 uh, you can't do that. You have to behave. Yeah. And this, and this is the beginning of conditionality, you know, like, oh, there's, there's rules to this game called life. If I want mom's love or dad's love, yeah. I've got to do certain things, behave in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is, this is the, the root cause for a lot of um, yeah. humanity's problems, actually, and pain. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, when you see grown-ups not fixing or healing, that's fixing is a wrong word, but healing their yes. traumas from childhood in certain situations, in certain relationships, which mirror them, they're going to act like toddlers because they want that craving for the love of the mom or the dad, but they just are not aware or conscious about it. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, I think we have to be humble to appreciate the full extent of our unconsciousness. You know, even myself, um, I wouldn't say I've reached any level yet where I'm completely healed. You know, I would say that uh, I'm still in that process. Can, I'm can, still can, really in that process. Can you really reach like 100%? I mean, I mean, is there also going to be some trauma for maybe other lives? Interesting question. I have no idea. Isn't that, isn't that maybe the, how do you say that? Maybe it's the way we are looking at pain that we yes. see it as a negative thing, but maybe it's just a positive thing because it makes us grow and it's just part of the journey. Peter, I absolutely agree with that, right? Um, even to the point of view is, look, we, we, we are having this particular experience, this thing called living, right? Mm -hmm. How would we, how would we be able to have contrast, you know, like uh, one from the other, a difference? Mm -hmm. So how would we know the most beautiful, joyful, magnificent piece of beauty if we didn't know its opposite? Yeah. The pain, ugly, dark, you know, you need both actually in existence for us to have what we call a human experience. No. So of course, um, you know, we need to be able to be with pain and not make it so wrong. Um, or run away and, from it. Yeah, or run away from or distract. If I look at myself, I distracted myself. So I'm gonna be very open and honest and vulnerable because, you know, 
something I stand for, Peter, is, is also authenticity. And I think mm -hmm. there's so much cover up going on. You know, so I distracted myself uh, while I was abused as a kid. So how I dealt with it was by becoming violent myself. Okay. For a period of time. Luckily, I managed to transcend that, but uh, not before I'd done some damage to people, to brothers, you know, um, and then I also distracted myself with uh, recreational drugs. Okay. It was one of the first times that I felt um, closer to unconditional love, acceptance mm -hmm. of everyone. So it wasn't the chemical that was appealing or addictive to me. It was the first time that I experienced acceptance, you know, at raves, because that's how old I am, you know, when discos became clubs, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there yeah. when it happened. It's the first time that I experienced unconditional, well, it might have just been a perception, but experienced something like real acceptance by everybody. And this thing was so beautiful and so wonderful that I seek to repeat it, which is the very nature of addiction for many people as well. You know, um, and all of that, though, coming back to your point, was me not dealing with the core issue, which was my pain, my wounds. So I wasted many, many years not dealing with it. Isn't that, because isn't that typical, a conditioning, which is, I mean, you live in South Africa, I live in, I was raised in Belgium, but I really, and it's not, I, it's not about blaming my parents or finger pointing. It's not about that, but they did their best. Mm -hmm. But I, I am trained to believe as a human being, as a male, that emotions, yes. yeah, and big boys don't cry. And, of I, course. and I think there is still, it was, I mean, I'm 45. There, is, there was a difference that, yeah, eh, female, girls, women, they can express their emotions, they can cry, but, but boys, you have to suppress it. And yeah. I don't know where I just learned that, suppress it, but yeah, you talk about heavy addiction about drugs, but there are a lot of more subtle addictions, watching TV, Absolutely. sex, alcohol, coffee, smoking, uh, partying, working very hard, which what I did, uh, mm. chasing material things, which is nothing wrong with that, but it's just the intention what is behind that, running away from yourself, actually. And isn't that... Yeah, the thing with, with men that they are trained to actually run away from the pain, suck it up. Yeah, be a tough man. Uh, yeah, and, and, and even, I think I've, well, I had a stepfather, not a father, um, but I, I do see other fathers that are not bad, but they were trying to, toughen up their kids because they thought that's what the world is is requiring you know and so it wasn't the intention in some of that was not bad as you as you i'm sure experienced yourself it ultimately it did cause a massive blind spot and actually us men have a lot to answer for if we're really open to taking feedback of life itself if we look at the state of the whole planet yeah you know and uh, 
yeah, I think the journey to taking responsibility is part of this now. But to do that, it, we need to be able to embrace our emotions, these things that we've suppressed. Uh, it's becoming vulnerable, open, honest, authentic about these things. That's why I'm on this journey to authenticity. And um, it's, a, it's a challenging journey to be authentic because you make yourself a little bit of a target. Other people sometimes don't like it, you know, because if I'm authentic, I'm causing a level of authenticity to happen in them and maybe they're not ready for that. Or they don't want to go there like, oh no, I don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is, um, yeah, I'm just sharing that with you as this journey um, some people just want the good side of self-development. Yeah. Like the hype, the self-development, oh, it's all wonderful and let's hug each other. And mm, what it's, I've discovered, it's not, it's tough. It's, it's, it's the opposite, uh, opposite. It's really, yeah. I mean, it's not about some positive quote, but it's really about um, and accepting the shadow parts of yourself and dealing with them. Absolutely. Absolutely, you know, and, and, and being able to say, like I say to you, and, and it's a risky thing to say, you know, like I put a guy in hospital when I was uh, 21. I was that violent, I had that much rage in my system. I have to live with that still, you know, and people say, I'll get over it, move on, forget the past. But no, 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 I need to take responsibility also for the past. And um, uh, I make sure I have two beautiful daughters, by the way, Peter, and uh, what a gift. And maybe I did do something good in a previous life because uh, life gave me the most easy girls to love who teach me humility, teach me love, teach me gentleness, teach me what some men might call the female energy. And uh, being in a house with females, I'm learning that actually the female energy has a power to it. This uh, sensitivity, this intuition, this gentleness is actually powerful if I allow that in. Um, so I've had to put away my tough guy, like, you know, I can handle anything and anyone, and find this gentle um, guy who has the ability to listen. Because I think there's generalizations, you know, that women talk too much, men can't listen. These are all unconscious lies on some level. Yeah, I, 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 I even believe that everybody has some kind of female energy part and some male energy part. And if you, you have to feed them both. You really exactly. have to feed them both. And it's about the harmony and the balance. So indeed, the male side is more about the, the execution. Eh? But the, the, the yeah. female side is about the beauty, the aesthetical part of it, for instance, uh, the listening part. I, for a very long time, I really believed that hard skills were the way, the way to go. Eh? The, the really hard skills and results and, and things like that. But I really discovered that it's not the hard skills. It's that thing with the rock and water. I mean, water Absolutely. will melt a rock down. And it's really about that soft skills like empathy, authenticity, connecting, um, which really vulnerability which really is the is, is the connector and is really i mean when you're vulnerable and you're open and you're authentic i mean there is no mask anymore there is nothing to yeah how do you say that to hurt anymore there is this you're, you're just open how can you 
be against that. I want to go back to the, the children because I, I saw a video about that. I have, a, I have there is a son, <laughs> a son in my life of, of three years, uh, a little bit over three years. Okay. And, and I can, if I look at him, I feel, I think, yes, unconditional love. I, I, I really think that because he's my biggest teacher in life and he teaches me more than I teaches him. Eh? He, teach, yes. he pushes my red buttons and then he makes yes. sure irritates, frustration, uh, patience. I mean, when he was like, well, I don't know, one year and a half, he, he would wet his pants like three, four times just in a couple of hours. And then I have to be patient and refresh it and say, it's okay. It's just, it's okay. I love you. It's okay. Yeah? And you have to be patient and whatever I was doing, or when he was ready to go to the daycare and he just cheated his pants, yeah, <laughs> and I needed to be somewhere. Hey, it's okay. You have to, and it's yeah. it's it, it, it's really, and I really feel that you also have a very different view on parenting instead of the command and control, the old methodology. I mean, I own you, eh? and uh, yeah. you are my child, and you have to listen to me. That you have a complete reversed view on parenting. Absolutely, 100%. And I'm glad you, you see that in me. It is something I really stand for. And um, I, I, I throw a beautiful challenge to all parents out there to realize that maybe the, the child is the teacher. You know, it's like the student is the teacher, not the teacher. Um, and, uh, the, the it's the employee that causes the leader to come alive not the leader causing the employee. It, it, it's like looking at it the other way around is what I see, you know, and I, I'm so happy you shared about your son and, and, and Peter, just know you get my love and respect for sharing that. I, I, I also experience unconditional love and I've even made mistakes. I remember my one daughter really humbled me. She put me in my place uh, when she was only four, she'd been to school and I said to her, well, yeah, uh, who was your favorite teacher? And she went, all of them. I said, well, oh, have you got a best friend? And she said, what do you mean best friend? I said, is there one? She said, so she didn't measure them. So yeah. it was my conditioning that's like measuring and saying who's better and who, you know, like trying to put them in some kind of category. And my daughter was like not playing this game. She was like, I don't do that. I like them all. You know, she's yeah. very inclusive. And I, I sat in the car, realized who, it was my conditioning speaking. And this was a beautiful lesson my daughter gave me. And this is what, where my journey started beginning, uh, Peter, to, to, to look at these things differently. And to say, love, doesn't matter what your child has done. They, they could have done the worst thing. Mm -hmm. But love there is the healing power and we can communicate through it, we can talk about it. And, and yes, we do need to teach them the, 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 the rules of life, you know, and these certain things that we have to work with society still with, right? Mm -hmm. But they must know my love, and I'm sure you do this as well, that my love is there first. Yeah, it is it. there bigger than anything. And yeah. if I might have to discipline or educate, but that's, that's so second to love. 
that's that's and this why, is the mistake I see so many people making. Yeah, that's the reason why every night when I when I go to him after this conversation also in his bed, I will whisper because I know even when you whisper, and I, I, I've done that since he was born, and I know they hear it because they sense the energy. And they yes. don't understand the word, but they sense the energy. They, they, they sense the intention that you speak. Yes. And I said to him, I love you for who you are. I'm proud of you for who you are which is a very big, big difference between I love you for what you have done or what you have achieved. Because I have been such an achiever and I still am. Eh? And yes. I, I really want him to know that I love you for who you are, whatever you do. I mean, if you get your grades or no, whatever, it, it's there. So just so that, and I even said to him sometimes that he needs to affirm the, or I do these affirmations. So he says, I love myself, eh? I'm I'm love myself, I'm good as I am, because I really believe that that there come a time that that uh, yeah, I wouldn't say he will be brainwashed, but I I really believe every every child is a little bit damaged or traumatized in in some kind of way, whatever. Okay, try and do your best, but it's your best. Well, just just by being born in this time with life as it is does cause a wound in a child's because they have to go to school they are they will get exposed to nasty things yeah you know it's part of the journey so um the wounds will happen to children but we have to also trust that healing also can happen and peter i just want to acknowledge you the the, the what i'm observing you the way you're handling your son is a wish that I have for most parents, all parents actually. Okay. Your way of handling it is, is what I stand for as a man, you know. Um, I really support that notion that we, we love the child as they are. And the biggest gift we give them is not us training them, no. us showing them the rules of life. The no. biggest gift we can give our child is themselves. Yeah. That they get to love who they are and they make their own choices yeah. about how they want to show up in life. Yeah. This for me is the biggest gift that yeah. you can give a, a human being. It's ex exactly creating a kind of a field of emotional safety where he can experiment yeah. who he is instead yeah. of uh, trying to live somebody else's life. And it means right. also that a lot of parents are shielding away all the was they call it negative emotions like frustration, anger, irritation. I don't do that. I let him sit in the emotion and I teach him it's an emotion and it will go away. You are not uh, furious. It's just an emotion that you are feeling in a temporary state. So Excellent. really, really making a difference between the who he is, the I am part, and the, actually the feeling, which is a temporary. Because in yes. our language, it's it, we say, yeah, I am angry or I am frustrated. No, you're not. You're just feeling or you're in a state of frustration, which is going to go away. Yeah. I, I was talking to another person about this and they were saying that all these different emotions, you know, uh, we have to see in life that there's all these different range of emotions. Yeah. Right. And we are like a, an entity and we allow certain emotions to come visit yeah. for a time. The, 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 the key here, 
to become conscious is that we allow these, might be frustration, it might be anger, it might be pain, it might even be joy, it might even be being thrilled that these things come and they visit us for a temporary time. And then if we don't get addicted to them or stuck with them, they naturally just move through us anyway. Yeah. And um, it's like, um, you know, we are participating in the emotions that exist on the whole planet. Like they're out there and we're participating with them. But fundamentally, we are, we are not those things. No, no, we're not. We experience them, we have them for a while, but that's not who we are. Who we are is whole, able to handle it all. Yeah. We can handle all of those things um, without getting stuck in just one part of it. For me, which is the very word, what whole means. You, yeah. know? you can't say, I'm only just good. That's not whole. No, I have my, I also have bad feelings and good feelings. And I have both of them equally integrated, which makes me whole, yeah. you know? And it's that kind of thinking. Um, and, yeah, and it's also the fact that you understand that the ego, I would call it, that the mental construct mm -hmm. is, is just something that has helped you to survive and that you, it's, it's just something that you are feeling, but you are not that. And a lot of people take that feeling and make it their identity. Exactly. I've made that mistake myself, Peter. Yeah. You know, I made my identity as a, as a defense mechanism. You know, when I was an abused child, and then I was bullied at school in England as well, South London, very tough, tough upbringing. So I then, when I snapped and became a tough short man, you know, I identified with this notion of I'm so tough, you can't hurt me. This was not who I am. Yeah, it's what I thought I was, but it mm -hmm. wasn't who I am. It was, but what, why did I do that? I have to forgive myself because I was simply surviving. It was a protective device, but I can see through the ego how addictive that was. You know, like when you become tough and then all these other kids go, ooh, don't mess with Mark. He's like, he's quite a, he's hardcore, he's tough. And you walk away with this feeling, you know, thinking oh look at me but forgetting and that's when we forget our purest part because when i was born if i go back further and i'm sure you do the same and you can see it in your son right now it's actually if i go back before that i was really quite gentle i loved nature i was quite a sweet gentle kid and i forgot him you know mm -hmm. And this is what I was born as. And I totally forgot that guy for a long time growing up. I had to find him again. And thankfully, by the grace of God and the universe and consciousness, that my daughters helped um, heal that in yeah. me by returning that part back to me. So I'm so grateful for them for that. I mean, Which is why parenting to me, and I, it seems like it is for you, is a very meaningful subject it's yeah it's um how can i say that it's uh one of the it's it's really a treasure and it's really like i said it's really for me the i mean you can meditate and i do it also you can do whatever spiritual practice you, you want to do but when you're in the heat of the fire 
mm-hmm. with your child. Yes. You're tired. Yes. And 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 I mean, you really learn to deal with your shit. And he's going to show Absolutely. every shadow side you have. But you cannot be, you cannot react that towards him, towards your your child, because it's not his fault. He's just a mirror showing who you really are. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to shout at my son or, or daughter, whatever. And yeah, it 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 doesn't work. It uh, it's, it actually I, activates the the part of their brain that takes them even more into yeah, the indeed. Indeed. The anger or the drama or, yeah. That, that's also the same reason when, when he is getting like, a, in, in a, how do you say that? Uh, when he's getting angry, yes. um, then in a lot of people were going to, are going to put their child into the corner. It's like a timeout. I don't do that. And a lot of people think I'm crazy and I do the opposite. I hold them in my arms and, yes. and I just hold them. And I, yeah, I, and I know I hold space. And I just hold him, and he can, and he can express himself, and and like it's okay, and he looks at me, and I, I st- I'm I'm okay, and then automatically after a couple of minutes he will relax, and then it's over. Yes. Yes, you know, let let society call you crazy, you know, when when society and I I, I I've had similar things, um, I take it as a compliment. Because, yeah, because on some level, you know, the construct of the way people are acting, that is a kind of insanity. Um, so if you're calling me crazy and insane for doing something different, then thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's now the thing. Huh? Recently, somebody told me, Peter, you are really intense. And in the beginning, I was like, are you calling me intense? And then I was like, Mm. Yes, I like that. Yeah. I mean, if you can't stand the heat, come out of the kitchen. I mean... Well, yeah. what is intensity? Let's look at that question for a second. I want to, mm. I want to, I want to, I want to maybe call it something else. And let's see if you, if you agree with me. Intensity, I think, sometimes is an incorrect name for presence. Mm-hmm. That's it for being present, paying attention, noticing. And uh, some people's egos don't like that simply because if I see you properly, I might see behind the mask, the thing you're hiding. That's it. And that feels a bit threatening for some. For for me, it goes even further. I just feel when there's something after the mask and I just push like a button and they're like, how did you know that? I just feel it, they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know you're hiding. It's not you. You're in your own way. Oh, okay. And then I say something. I don't know where it comes from. And then they start to cry. <laughs> and, they, and they're like, you're right. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, coming back to all the things you, you've experienced, I mean, and I've also had my share of stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> Isn't it because just of these experiences, which maybe we can now call gifts, that you are who you are and that you discovered that wisdom, that these insights, because if you wouldn't have experienced all these, well, I call it pain, whatever, or traumas, 
maybe you would not come to this kind of yeah, insights. Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes that's, you know, even I have to speak to the universe sometimes and say, okay, you've given me quite a lot. I also wouldn't mind a little bit of gentleness now. <laughs> um, and that does seem to be happening, but uh, I had a very intense traumatic childhood. And then I've experienced things like death uh, of a loved one, um, the mother of my eldest daughter um, in a car accident. I was the driver. I'm sorry. So I've, yeah, you know, these, there is a lot of that in life. I'm not unique in that way. You know, mm -hmm. there's many scenarios and many people. Um, and in the face, if, we, if you look at what I was talking about, polarity, in the face of death, the one thing I really saw is important for all of us to understand is the beauty of living. Yeah. So in the face of death is to really embrace the time that we have because we don't know exactly how long this will last that we have, right? So to really honor that is, is um, a good, mm, yeah, a good energy to have is to honor life, to honor, honor being alive and to embrace the risk even yeah. that being alive is, you know? You, you just mentioned the fact that you say, uh, okay, the universe, I mean, you give me a lot eh, of, of tests, I would call it. Do, do, do you believe that the universe is, uh, I mean, how do you say that, is, is, uh, has good intentions for you, intentions of joy for every human being? I think it has a wisdom that even I can't fully understand or put into words. I think uh, its wisdom is beyond some of our brain's capacity to fully understand it. However, I choose to trust it though. Yeah. yeah. So it's my choice. Some people don't trust life, right? They really think life has got it in for them. Yeah. Quite a few people actually think that. Uh, no matter what happens, I, I do trust life. Absolutely, you have my word, I trust it. And this seems to work for me. It me seems too. like, and I'm just using this word, I'm not saying it like a real thing, but it does feel like in my experience that angels are kind of on my side. Mm -hmm. And there's, I've experienced certain scenarios that could have been so much worse, but actually weren't. Yeah. You know, um, so... Yeah, I feel on some level protected. I mean, I even spent time in a Russian prison. I don't want to tell you that whole story. Maybe we said that for another time. But even there, there was a guy who really had my back and looked out for me. Even though he couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Russian, but he looked out for me. How is this possible? How did, you know, how did I deserve that? You know, and so there's these unique scenarios that I've experienced where it does seem when I trust life, life is like, don't worry about this. You know, I've got you. 
maybe this experience is a powerful, profound experience that it will enable you to be in service for others. That's it. Now we're here. I, I, I think there are two ways of looking at life and I've done both of them. And I, I really feel the same way as you do. So the first one is really trusting the universe. It's a good thing. And yeah, you trust it also because yeah. you are part of a bigger thing. You're whole. Yeah. We're all one, I would call it. But of course, the other way of looking at it is looking from an ego point of view, which is like we're all separate and um, I have to fight for my parts. I have to fight, fight for my things, my belongings. I have to fight for my share. And then you are, yeah, having a kind of um, scarcity mindset. And uh, I also believe, because you said mm. the word feeling, you will attract that. Um, whereas in the first uh, way of looking, I mean, you, I still have an ego, but it's my servant. And I use it to, when I want to do things or whatever, uh, I mean, but it's my servant. It's, it's not guiding me. It's, there's something else guiding me. I follow the path of positive energy and that path unfolds while I'm walking on it. It's like driving a car, which in the, in the fog, I know, I know, and I only can see like 50 or 100 meters, but I know I'm on the right track. Mm. I just need to follow these, these crumbles of positive energy and mm. it will take me to places that I like meeting you. I mean, if you told me like, one year ago, you were having a podcast, they were meeting like Mike Fraser Grant. I were like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, why? But <laughs> now I really feel that this is my, my sole mission. It's like, this, this, this is one of my things that I, I don't know where it comes from, but it gives me energy and it, 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 it illuminates also others and transforms others. You're a yeah, coach. For me, this me, is coaching yeah. of humanity. Including me, Peter, I just want to acknowledge what you're saying, because even I um, can take some learnings from what you just shared, because I also have had this struggle with my ego, because I see sometimes it, the benefit of it, and, and sometimes it has saved my life. Of course. Um, um, and sometimes I do let it get a little bit too loud, if I want to use that word, sometimes, you know. And I can get a bit show-offy, uh, something like this, you know. Um, but I like the way you expressed it, um, that it's your servant. I want to take that. I want to I wanna borrow that from you, that the ego is my servant. It's not my master. It's my servant. And I will let it have some airtime sometimes, you know. <laughs> and, and there's nothing wrong with, with show-off. I mean, I'm a musician, I'm a guitar player, and people expect a performance and show. They don't, they don't want to yes. see somebody playing notes. What yes. I've learned through the years is that when I was 30, I thought it was like, look at me, how good I'm going. I'm, I'm playing guitar. Look at me, look at, love me, love me. And that's what we yeah. ta thought about, I talked about in the beginning. Yes. But like... I think three, four years ago, after a, a concert, somebody came to me and said, wow, I mean, I'm very ill, I have cancer. And this concert, the energy that you guys brought, I mean, it really touched my heart. And that was, it, it, it lights up my whole summer. And I was like, hmm, I have a talent, which is playing music and I can change somebody's life by touching his or her heart by playing music with our energy interesting 
mm. instead of look at me. And the thing is, when I set an intention, set that intention, because it's for me, that's the crucial thing. What is the intention yeah. behind it? You can, I also am a little bit of a show off, but it's the intention which is right. And sometimes you need to have that show off to, to touch people. Because yes. I mean, like Shakespeare said, the world is a stage and we're all characters, actors. Thank, thank you for that. Because I, even in my LinkedIn profile, I even apologize for sometimes being a performer even as a trainer and as a uh, what I was called a master trainer. And sometimes I did put a bit of a performance up there. But um, maybe I'm judging that a bit too harshly because I see now from your expression that sometimes what it was about actually was landing the message. Yeah, that's it. Like getting the message across in a powerful way. So I use my expression, yeah. my, my charisma to land the message. And that's not so terrible, right? No. Except sometimes. Except sometimes, you know, I maybe have been guilty of overdoing it. But but I, I like what you're saying. That's a very, tonight, you give me a very special gift with that one. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Because I've been struggling with it internally. Yeah, um, I, I, I think, I mean, again, it's it's it's, it's having that, that intention. I mean, uh, I'm now responsible for like five or six people. And with a, with a big title, but I don't use the title, but right. I feel responsible for these people. But yes. I mean, it is there, but it's the intention, you see? I mean, yeah. I am not that title. I am not, exactly. it's not my identity. And, and that's okay for me. I know it's a, a kind of a role that I play if I need to play it. But yes. so, and I know, hey, how do you say that? There is also part of me which is a show part, and I really believe we are bringing, uh, like Natalie also and Ellen Vreken, uh, a message yes. to the world. And yes. each of us has a certain tribe we resonate with, Absolutely. and 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 they resonate with us with who we are and how we bring our message. How we bring yes. that message is unique to us, and as long as we are keep spreading this those positive message of transforming people, yes, I mean. Some people will resonate with you, some will resonate with me, some will resonate with Ellen or with Natalie. I mean, it actually, it does matter as long as the tribe is getting better, bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly, I like that. I like what you're saying. I just, funny, I just because I'm not sure exactly all of your audience, but I, I do, it would be true for me to say this. I think maybe in a previous life, I might have even been Flemish because <laughs> I'm looking at how many friends I've got in Belgium and this little country in Europe and I've lived in England and I've been to Holland and Germany and yet the most friends I have in Europe all happen to be in Belgium. How's, uh, uh, anyway, I just wanted the, to say that. Yeah, but the, the, the strange <laughs> thing is, the strange thing is when I started the podcast, it was about sale, selling and, 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 and mindset and personal growth and, and now... I attract a lot of uh, more conscious people. And the reason why I started in English, because I thought, I, my perception is that there are not a lot of people in Belgium who um, are having, I wouldn't say a normal life, but, but they are working and things like that. And they are also right. 
experimenting with consciousness and like experimenting, <laughs> not experimenting, but really are really deep into that. And that's why yeah. I want to connect with like-minded souls, whatever that, that the language was not a barrier. Right. But, but indeed, so there are indeed some, some, some great people in Belgium, but it's for me, it's the same in other countries. So it's, it's uh, I don't think it's a, it's a Belgian thing. I truly, it's a, a thing about where you just attract like-minded people. And um, yeah, and it's a, and, and I think it's a really positive thing. It's really, I think it's, it's, it's a, a proof that, that we are transforming because Belgium, and I'm going to say quite shocking things right now, is a very conservative country in that. If you compare it to the Netherlands, they are yes, way ahead, way ahead in terms like that. I do, I do know this, and that's why it's, there's something, but there's something deeper as well, you know. I do see that, but, but there is a, a the certain level of um, when you uh, get behind the mask, a certain um, uh, like deep loyalty and deep quality friendships, and maybe it's just what I've attracted on some level as yeah. well maybe what you've just attracted as well so maybe it's that but it just for me it's almost fun to talk about that and, and I, I wonder if, if 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 it's so that i've got some weird connection with the flemish people um but yeah interesting but i do i do agree with what you say that you know worldwide there are there are people that belong to this this particular tribe and uh, i do see globally that the tribe is getting bigger and stronger um, and we need it to let's be honest we of need course. this tribe to get bigger and stronger yeah because the direction was not the right direction <laughs> that the world was headed so i think even these conversations are important i do believe dialogue uh, uh, and and true authentic communication has the power to heal and to open minds and to maybe open up a door for someone that they didn't consider to go through. Yeah. This door is a, a beautiful door and they have a different now experience of living. And that, that for me is uh, uh, a reason to do what we do. Yeah. I think the most difficult thing or challenging thing about authenticity is a fact that a lot of people they don't have the guts to, to, to have these difficult conversations. I mean, they are, they're having conversations about things, but they don't have conversation about the things that they feel that, they, that maybe they irritate them, that they, that they want to share, that they maybe there is no trust and, and that they have to step up and really say, look, I love you, but this or that, we need to talk about that. And I think a lot of people, don't not yet have the guts to be really authentic and to really show up as they as the, as they are in terms of conversations and also yeah, of course the masks. Eh? I mean it's it's. But the question then is. You as a coach, I mean people come to you because they want to be coached. I mean if you're meeting somebody, that you see has a mask, will you? say things like to that person so that they become aware of the fact that they have masks or do you wait until they say i want to be coached 
Mm, it's a it's a interesting question. So I have learned to reserve certain feedback for only once we've contracted that we are in a in a coaching relationship. So I can observe certain things. And you, the good question, just to ask yourself as a, as, a, as a check is, is this person willing to receive the particular gift I might have them? No. You know, and you can actually work out whether they are ready to receive it or not. Yeah. Then if they're not ready to receive it and I still give it, then that's actually about me. Yes, egoistic. Not, not them. Yeah, indeed. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I used to be a bit more in your face with that i've become more gentle um but if you sign up for it you know through a coaching then you have my word i will go yeah, yeah me too me too it's the same it's the same yeah isn't that coming back to full circle is not a little bit unconditional love i mean respecting mm -hmm. the other in the journey as they are and respecting their journey yes let them them make, I wouldn't call it mistakes, or let them learn the lessons that they need to learn instead of taking away the lessons? Absolutely. You know, and we have a very sensitive thing that I have to deal with here in South Africa. And the sensitive thing is the subject of racism. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely exists, right? But, um, you know, and especially in some of the older generation white people who were from the apartheid era. Now imagine if I was walking around pointing out every racist, unconscious racist bias comment to everyone. This would not serve, this would not be love, this would not help, this would mm. not make a difference. So I have to work very gently um, with such people from a position of love and understanding their conditioning understanding how they were conditioned and their worldview and uh, also see the other side of them because some of them might be having wonderful qualities as well. Of course. So they have this side that I fundamentally disagree with, mm -hmm. but then they have other qualities which are can be quite beautiful and generous spirited. And so I, I, I'm working out that we need to look holistically at a person, not not like one part, you know, um, and yeah, and sometimes that's challenging. Yeah, it is, it is because we yeah. see the other person as we think they are. Mm. Right. Which right. is, which is just everybody's whole, but we're just seeing a piece of it. Yes. And uh, it's really easy to, yeah, to get in the trap of judgment. How we do it? I, I don't believe you can get into a, a non-judgmental. You can train yourself that you, oh, okay, I'm judging right now. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, exactly. And that's okay. Uh, but 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 having that non-judgmental, I mean, uh, I think uh, yeah. you have to be. We're humans that's, after all. Yeah. But you're right, that's where the unconditional love part comes, you know, just to really thread this conversation, um, you know, and that's where, as a man, if I say that I, I, I strive for it, it's not like I achieve it all the time, 
I strive as a man to find a, a place of unconditional love, then that's uh, judgment actually for me is more of the opposite of love than hate. Yeah. yeah. Actually judgment. When I judge you, I label you, I condemn you, I, you know, this is not an act of love. <laughs> no. So how can I observe it? I don't have to approve. I don't have to agree. I don't even have to participate with it necessarily. Yeah, correct. But I can still, in my heart, find some love and give that love. Um, and this is what I want to aim for. Um, and I'm not there yet. You know, I've spoken about it. I have a YouTube clip where I really yeah, talk I know, about it. I know. I saw it. Oh, have you seen it? Of course. <laughs> but, but I'm not claiming that I am having achieved that fully. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need people to know I'm not claiming that at all. I'm saying yeah. it's a great direction, um, but I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, I'm but working on it. You, you, for me, you don't create that perception that you are there yet it's also I'm part of that vulnerability and authenticity because yeah. i wouldn't believe you either i would call it bullshit and uh, <laughs> it's it's the tip it's a typical guru style stuff and i like yeah. sorry it's yeah a bit, i mean if you are too perfect i don't buy that i mean yeah. i like people who are imperfect and that makes me that those imperfections, I can connect with them because it, yeah. I, okay, he's human. I, okay, okay, okay. Because there is no such a thing as you are being better than the other one and things like that. No, it's not. I don't. Uh... To be honest with you, there are some gurus who need to hear that. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. There are some gurus that actually need to hear that and they need to get off their pedestal and stop thinking that they are their message. They are just messengers. And they're um, all saying the same message. Eh? I mean, yeah, exactly. But the things we yeah. are saying, there are things like five thousand years ago. So we were yeah. born with this wisdom. So we 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 run away from it. We discover it, yeah. and and we just put it in our own words. And I so I struggle with that, where they try and put IP on it, and 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 and, and yeah, okay, on yeah. it, and like now I want to charge for for a, a message which is you know profound truth, and try and try and yeah. That, you know, from coaching, of course, I charge for coaching, but I'm charging for my time and energy yeah. um, and my commitment to you. And it's, yeah. it is my, it's my livelihood. It's my business. But I'm not charging you for any of the IP that I give you ever. Um, yeah. If I have a tool, it's for free. You know, uh, if I have something that I think is really useful, have it, please. You know? Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, and, yeah. the trans and the transformation people are experiencing the way they come to uh, in, in your coaching sessions. It's not about the tool. It's about the exchange of energy and the insights they get from being with each other, the co-creation part, the flow state, whatever you want to call it. So exactly. it, 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 the tools or the words or the, the things you are saying, it really doesn't matter. And yeah. about the money thing, it's about, I mean, it's about value. I mean, people, the investment that they give to you, the money they give to you is not a cost, it's an investment that they make in themselves. I mean, yes. if you can live your truest potential of who you are, I mean, yes. and, and money is also energy. I mean, yes. of course you can charge a, a lot of money for that. I think, yeah. I think it's, 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 uh, I mean, it's, it's actually money for all the experience you have experienced yourself also. You understand? Exactly. exactly. 
Exactly, and and that's absolutely fine. And um, and we all need to find our own kind of uh, rhythm and groove of what is a, a beautiful energetic exchange that is fair, you know, that is equitable. Yeah, that's. But I, I would like to share something for you. This COVID, you know, situation um, did open up a couple of other opportunities. So um, I did some work at a, a boutique hotel that would were on the edge of maybe closing down um, and they managed just to stay afloat and I did some teamwork and team sessions and team coaching for them and how they paid me was in bottles of wine okay because they didn't have any funds so we agreed that and uh, actually in this country the, you were not able to buy alcohol for a while it was one of the government's restrictions oh. of the lockdown yeah because, because because in South Africa, you, you bottle wine in the, where is it called? I know, that whole industry took a huge knock when the government made it oh. actually legal for the, for the bottle stores or the liquor stores to be open. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> you know, I did an energy exchange where they paid me in wine. Um, and we agreed that up front. And uh, I, I don't know, I found that quite beautiful for me. It was nice wine as well. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it was about service and about an energy exchange and about still giving and, and getting creative. And uh, it does, it's not always having to be about money. Um, so, yeah, it was just interesting that COVID caused some maybe different configurations. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Considered, you know? yeah. It's a very creative solution, and I think we're going to see more of these creative solutions towards the future because uh, yeah. things are which are happening right now on an economic level. It's going to uh, reshape uh, what we are doing, and some people will like it, some people don't like it. But yes. I mean, a change would do you good. I mean, absolutely. You mentioned the word service uh, quite uh, a couple of times. Do you right. believe that? Do you believe that? Uh, I again, that's conditioning. Eh? A lot of people think uh, I need to have things and I need to keep it for myself. And if I share it, uh, I I will lose some of my stuff. Eh? And uh, whereas I think the real happiness, the joy, is really in, in serving others and helping others. Yeah. I mean, and and your gift is actually the experience you have, and you are actually transforming other people with 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 yeah, your services is that exactly. for you the, the 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 your your mission the the service of of other people yes, yes. and then and it's becoming more and more that so as i do this uh, for longer it's becoming clearer and clearer to me that um we are here to serve and we're here to contribute and uh and each of us has uh, our own unique thing that we can offer the world, mm -hmm. you know, as a gift to the world. And the world needs more givers and far less takers, mm -hmm. far less, um, you know, holding on and accumulation yeah. and that kind of thing. You know, uh, I, and, and I think there's even been some case studies now that sometimes a simpler life is actually a happier life, you know, 
Uh, we can have too much and too many things and we're worried about all these things that we have and who might take them and all of that. You know, hey, you know, I think I, we need I, to chill, chill yeah, out about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like the decluttering minimalistic uh, way of yeah. living because it, it brings me peace of mind. I mean, I don't have to think about things. So I'm like, whatever, it doesn't serve me anymore. Exactly. And, and it's good to own things, but make sure that things don't own you. Exactly, exactly. Beautifully said. Totally agree. You know, I do have a couple of things that I, 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 will, you know, I really love. So you love music, so do I. So, you know, I do have Bose headphones, for example, you know, um, but if uh, someone needed this shirt off my back and they needed it more than me, I would take my shirt. And yeah, me too. It. Yeah, me too. You know, it's that kind of thing. But I will, you know, there's some things that are, that are meaningful to me. Um, so, yeah. And, and it gives you, I find, a very lighter life. It, it, when you, when you, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever, then take it. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, if you, if you would go back in time with DeLorean, because you also experienced the eighties, yes. you would go back and you would meet the Mark when he was 16 or 18 years young. What would you right. say to him? I would say, Mark, my friend, you don't need to prove as much as you think you need to prove. And um, you're quite lovable just as you are. You don't need to try so hard, my boy. You really don't need to try so hard. It's okay. And everything's okay. And you're going to be okay. Damn. I would say that to myself. That's <laughs> just exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, it's that. Uh, Thank you, Peter. Well, thank you. You feel like a brother that uh, across I'm another the mother. Yeah, with the same haircuts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think people could say, you know, look at these guys. Are they related? <laughs> yeah. I really, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. I really enjoyed your your energy. I felt your love, and I didn't have to do anything to receive it. Uh, it was just there and present. And that for me is a gift. And I really honor, honor you and respect you so much for that. That's, uh, that's the same, I'm likewise. I'm sure you provide that for a lot of people, Peter, and I really... Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much for your kind words. I really love that. Now, if you, if I, if I, now you're pointing to your heart. That's the second time. Is it true that you have lived... A, a long time in your head and now you're living from your heart? Yes. And what was the, the trigger or what was the event, the realization, the insight that transformed you? This is just not the way to live. This is really the key to life. Yeah. So I would say I even did some of my spiritual or a big chunk of my spiritual journey in my head. You know, so I read all the books, I did all the programs, I did all of that stuff. Um, and that wasn't really what shifted me <laughs> towards my heart. It was 
real a couple of, I can't say it's just one thing, Peter. It was some deep meditation and spending time with myself being in silence, mm -hmm. being really quiet, really still. This is one thing. It was being faced with loss and death, mm -hmm. which really also took me even closer. Um, and it is also true to say um, that I had a ayahuasca ceremony mm -hmm. um, and the, the plant yeah. the medicine, she spoke to me and she showed me, played my ego back like a movie to me and, and my head stuff and said, mm -mm, not, not that direction. Um, and, I, and I listened to her. The, so there's a number of things yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that, that brought me to this. Is that something that you would recommend ayahuasca for people to start uh, with? It's, um, uh, I have to be careful, right? Um, because my experience doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be your experience yeah. or anyone else's experience. Um, you cannot guarantee an experience. You cannot guarantee a reaction. Um, and uh, even at the one ceremony I did, a guy had a really terrible reaction, which I then had to help out and calm him down for three hours, help the shaman. Uh, thankfully, I was comfortable enough to do that, which was challenging, but I, but I did that. So I have seen that. However, I believe the benefits outweigh the risks. Mm -hmm. I do believe that. I believe the benefits outweigh the risks, absolutely. But uh, you know, investigate it, ask questions, don't just go rushing in. No. Even maybe check if you have some medical condition, no. please check, check all of these kind of things um, so that you wisely do it. If that gets the all clear, then I say, go for it, yes. <laughs> Now, if we, we went back in time, if we now would go um, forwards the future within 10 years okay. with Mark. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'll still be coaching, but I'll be doing a lot more retreats with people. Um, encouraging the deepest level of authentic dialogue that is possible, like the, the absolute purest, deepest level of authentic dialogue in the spirit of healing and doing that worldwide. Um, and uh, would have finally written a book. Uh, about Do you have, time, do you have title? I don't have a title uh, as yet. Um, I keep writing a title and then rubbing it out. So I'll be patient with that. Um, but it, it could be something as simple as communication has the power to heal. Mm -hmm. Could be that, yeah. So I'm playing with that one. Communication has the power to heal, but I need to really show people that communication is not chatting. Yeah, yeah. of course not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
I'm just thinking about that title. Um, and I will still be fit. Um, thank you, universe, for giving me a, a bit, for, for my age, a high level of fitness, fit and healthy and with lots of energy. So it's not about physical strength, it's about energy. Yes. You know, the energy to move, the energy to create, the energy to speak, the energy to do stuff. Uh, I feel like a 21-year-old now. On so fire. I've got a lot left in this tank. <laughs> 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 yeah. You, you, you say... You said that you want to uh, shift from the one-to-one -one coaching, I assume, to, to more retreats. Why, why is that? Well, I, I still do some. some I, I, I feel that um, I, I get in the zone when I'm working with groups of people. Okay. I, I naturally get into this kind of zone and I, and I can work with the dynamics of, of, of many people together. Um, yeah, I think it is a, a gift that I've been given and I should I should give this gift to the world. Yeah. And yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Is is there something we did not touch upon that you want to share? Oh. No, I think that that was a very rich discussion and there's no need to um, to say more and uh, uh, I just would it like the only thing I'd like to say is I would like to stay connected with you yeah I would that's... like to keep our connection alive and um, invest in it yeah because I, I see people as an investment as well yeah. you know this was an investment of course um, I, I got value out of uh, connecting and, and being with you so that is my the only last thing I want to say is uh, that that we keep this alive. Uh, for me too, certainly we will do that. We will do yes. that, especially when 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 you can come to Belgium. We yes. will meet. We will meet. We will meet. I can I can guarantee that I will be coming to Belgium. Yeah, yeah, but just yeah. let me know. I will hear it. I will hear it through the grapevine. So uh, <laughs> the 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 words will come to me because I had Ellen Vreken also. And I He's will an have amazing human being. yes, and I will also have a conversation with Natalie Williams. I think within a week. Another amazing human being. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is no such a thing as a coincidence, eh? Right. Yeah. There isn't. I don't believe in coincidences. The, no, 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 no. There is. A... There's an intelligence out there. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Mark, I'm very, very, very grateful for your time, for the lessons you shared, the insights, and most of all, for the human being and the soul you are. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I wish you all the best. Good luck and see you, see you very soon. I look forward to that, Peter. Thank you so much for your time. Thank You're you. a good man. Hey, it's Peter here. Thanks a lot for listening to What's on Your Mind. Looking forward to your opinions and comments. And don't forget to subscribe on psgrow.com and leave your email address to stay tuned for future episodes. Bye.